Welcome to The Catalyst, where we explore creative ideas to spark innovation in an unhealthy healthcare system. I'm your host, Dr. Lara Salyer, a physician and mom of three who is reimagining the way I practice medicine after suffering and overcoming burnout. Join me as I teach you how to optimize flow and catalyze your own revolution in healing. Tune in for candid conversations with leading experts in conventional and holistic healthcare who dare to believe a better future is possible for all of us. Life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact. When strung together, the transformation is magical. Join us and let's color outside the lines. Have you ever faced a decision that you immediately regretted? Yeah, maybe it was one of those perms in the 80s, or maybe you were like me, a freshman in high school, immediately regretting that I signed up to run for student council, a position I never really wanted. And there I was sitting there at lunchroom, trying to pass out flyers for people to vote me in. Thankfully, I did not get the spot and I wasn't heartbroken, but how did I end up in that mess? And this all has to do with core values. I know it's a word that we use and we hear often, especially in the corporate world. As a clinician, we don't really reflect on this and we don't think it's important. In fact, we assume that our core values have been the same. We're gritty, we're determined, we advocate for education, we're helpful, we want to work for the nation and the world's health. We want people to achieve better health and treat medical diseases. So we think, why would we want to recheck our core values? That makes no sense. We're set on our path and we're pointed forward. Sadly, this is pointing right towards burnout because burnout is that misalignment of our core values. And when we lose our mission and our purpose, research from Dr. Christine Maslach shows that that is the driver of burnout, losing our mission, our purpose. And it does not have to be absolutely congruent with your residency or the hospital that employs you. In fact, it should be personal. It should be yours. This exercise, this interactive exercise is so crucial and repeatable. Do this often. Check in with yourself. It's anticipated that your core values should change because you're growing and your life is not stagnant. It's part of the catalyst roadmap. As you imagine your core values, your ideal life, then you'll find those tools to make things happen. You'll streamline your day, your systems, and amplify your reach with the right communication tools, the right partners in your life. And then you're able to parade proudly your mission and purpose. Burnout is characterized by three things, depersonalization, low perceived achievement, and emotional exhaustion. All three of those are the recipe for burnout, which is just like grief in the brain, the same brain pattern. And although we anticipate grief in our culture, we really don't anticipate burnout. In fact, we shame those that admit that they're burned out when it's actually just a human process. We all should anticipate. And there's a way to help this. Make it personal. Look at your mission and your purpose in your own life. See how you can infuse this into your day. And then gamify your typical day. Learn about flow. Learn how to set those flow triggers, remove those flow blockers, and gamify that day so you get the neuroplastic dopamine awesomeness that is magic in your brain. And then be very diligent about balancing your own cortisol. And this isn't just deep breathing. This is like being like a light, either on or off. And when you're recovering, really recover. 
take dopamine fasts where you walk without any stimulation, or you simply are quiet, or you draw or make something just to make something without any outcome. This is all magic. This is how we save ourselves from burnout. So get a piece of paper, a blank one, and let's talk about core values. Now, sometimes that's triggering because people feel like there's judgment layered on top. Like they're going to pick the wrong core values because for some reason we think there's like a Maslow's hierarchy of the best core values to the worst. And that's not true. Core values come in all shapes and sizes. And they're all just words that describe what lights your fire at that time. What is important to you? So instead of making an emotionally charged example, like where do I go for residency or should I marry this person or should I take this job? Let's think of a decision that we can follow through in my own timeline as an example of how our core values change. For example, 1997, I'm a second year medical student. You know, I'm living in an apartment, very minimalist. I have a used futon, a couple used dressers, transient. I know that I'm going to be moving soon to start my clinical rotations and I'm excited. I'm not married. I have no kids. I can stay out late. I can eat horrible food. So let's use that as an example. What would I typically eat for dinner? Well, my 1997 self would probably eat some kind of horribly processed microwaved meal or something that's a little stale from the hospital cafeteria because I don't care. My core values at that time aren't really nutrition or health. It's survival. It's it's being gritty and determined to finish this whole medical school and get the residency that I'd like and move on. It's also very just frugal. I didn't really think of any predictability in my life. I just wanted to survive to the next step. This is quite different than 2012. Fast forward, and I've got a family. I've got a husband and three children. I am now in a town in Wisconsin, a very small rural town, beautiful, the great community. My kids are in school. I have a job. So what would I eat for dinner? Well, we've totally bypassed the foodie stage that I went through where I loved experimenting with recipes and different restaurants because frankly, when you add kids in the mix, food seems to get a little bland. You just need them to eat. So I would probably be eating leftovers from the night before, something pasta, something chicken and heavy, heavy dairy sauce. And it'd be quick, reheated, and I'm on the go. Because this time in my life, my core values were more about predictability, harmony, home life, and just a nice, comfortable, nurturing experience. Now, fast forward now, 2022, my kids are older. We have one in college, one in high school, one in middle school. Hmm, so my core values are different. Now I'm bringing back some unpredictability. I like adventure. I like to expose my children to new things. I like to say yes to opportunities that may not have fit well in my older self from 2012. For example, I might want to say yes to traveling more and experiencing other things to do which means that my dinners are different. Now I am incorporating more of my functional and holistic education, more vegetables, no gluten, minimal dairy. So even just based on what I'm eating, my core values are very evidently different. Now that I have older children, I'm looking forward towards entrepreneurial things. Saying yes to decisions that fuel these core values are gonna feel a lot more aligned. 
If somebody were to ask me to speak at a conference now, it's easy. Yes. But if they ask that same person in 2012, the answer would be, "Mm, I'm not so sure. I have young kids at home. Might not be the right time. And certainly in 1997, the answer would be, no, I don't have time for that. So see, core values have a great way of putting a lens in front of your mind so you can make better decisions and they'll more likely be the right ones for you. Take out that blank piece of paper and you're going to write 10 categories, leaving about an inch of space underneath each category, just enough to write three words underneath. So I'll list off the 10 categories and then we'll pause and you'll have an opportunity to continue with the rest of the exercise. Parenting, personal growth, leisure, spirituality, health, career, community and environment, family relationships, intimate relationships, and social relationships. So that should be 10 in total. I'll list them off one more time. Parenting, personal growth, leisure, spirituality, health, career, community and environment, family, intimate, and then social relationships. Okay. So now after you have listed those 10 categories underneath each category, write three words that describes ideal aspirations in this domain. And this doesn't mean the things you do per se, but who or what would symbolically represent your vision of ideal aspirations in that domain. Pause and do those three adjectives for each of them. Okay, when you're done, just know it's okay if some of those same words appear in several domains. It's okay if friendly or loving or nurturing are appearing in multiple of the domains. Now, here's the hard part. After you've described each of those domains, now you have to rank them in order of importance to you. I know, that's hard. It's like asking what's your favorite childhood pet or child or friend. That's hard. We have a lot of best friends. We have a lot of favorite children. But in this exercise, you have to rank from one to 10, one being the most important domain to 10. And then we'll go to the final part of the exercise where you'll rate yourself on how close you're living out those aspects. So here's an example. And let's do this one by one on each category. An example of like a parenting category would be, um, you know, it'd be like supportive, warm, responsible. Those are great adjectives. Personal growth might be driven, introspective, and integrity. Leisure could be curious, playful, open-minded. And maybe spiritual would be faithful, loving. Again, open-minded. Health, it could be active, clean foods, restful. Career could be challenging, proud, lucrative. Community and environment, growth, educational, nature. Family, consistent, communicative, nurturing. Intimate partners, inquisitive, loving, and partner. And finally, social could be fun, boundaries, and learning. This is from a real example. These are great adjectives, all of them very meaningful. Now, this person ranked from one to 10. The most important is personal growth at this time, followed by career, 
then health, then leisure, then intimate relationships, then family, then social, then community, then parenting, and then spirituality. It makes sense. So this person wasn't a parent, but definitely had good relationship with their parents. It just wasn't as important as personal growth at this time. And again, that can shift later on. They might become a parent and suddenly that domain does rise up in the ranks. So this last part of the exercise is the most crucial. Now you're going to do the hard job of grading yourself. And that means you're going to take a hard look at your calendar. And one by one, take each of these domains and see, are you investing your time in the domains that are in the top three of your priorities? In other words, your core values. These domains encompass your most important core values at the time. So for example, if you rated personal growth as like your number one, that means that you value things that are introspective, very integrity-driven. And if career is your second one, then you're looking for things that are challenging and make you feel proud, maybe even lucrative. This makes sense now because you can look back at your calendar and say, then why am I signing up for events or relationships that aren't fueling these things? No wonder I don't feel so fulfilled, right? So when you do this and you rate yourself, are you an A, a B, a C, D, or F? How are you living this out? Looking at your top five domains of, in this example, personal growth, career, are you a C, a D? Are you really aligning? It's great because now you can look back at your calendar, calendar and see all the untapped energy resources that you've been using for your bottom domains that really aren't that important to you right now. You can reinvest into the ones that you really are looking to fuel, like buckets. Think of core values as like buckets. Are they being filled? So this tells you what you think is important to you in life right now. It helps you identify what you're currently neglecting and allows you to spot things with a very neutral eye, things that you can adjust or change that help you devote more time and energy to those top values. Now, in closing, wise words from Mihai Mihai, who is the grandfather of flow. And he says, we, we usually pay attention to the things that we like, that interest us, that engage our skills. But the relationship works the other way as well. We get to like whatever we pay careful attention to. Because of this, a good strategy is to invest energy in things that have the potential to sustain growth, even if at first we are not particularly interested in them, because eventually we learn more about them. Interest will be awakened. It's a wonderful feed forward process as you venture along the catalyst journey and you're learning to imagine your masterpiece, find the tools, streamline your systems, amplify, and parade back to continue that upward spiral of growth, painting your work-life masterpiece. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you'd like to learn more, please go to drlarasalier.com. You can download the Catalyst Kit and continue excavating your core values and learn how to paint your work-life masterpiece.